This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It's episode 88 of working class on DeerCast here in beautiful new windsor illinois it's raining it is it's the time of recording this episode what's up lee hello curtis lee the cult leader is back in the studio um so we decided we were gonna do we kind of did this several weeks ago with clint casper virtually mm-hmm. where you were kind of like pulling out random questions so what we did we kind of went to the internet on some previous posts we've made need to move this over some previous posts we've made controversial topics normal topics anything anything goes and we put it here in this grizzly cup and there's just a bunch of random stuff in here so i figure what we'll do do we put a time limit on them or do we just go and then when we're tired of it we switch to the next one i think we just go and when it feels natural we transition okay don't say transition so um that's what we're doing (laughs) move on to the next one (laughs) we figured this would be fun to try it's different it doesn't uh the cup dictates the flow of the the podcast yep and kurt put some in there i put some in there that we don't know and i don't know what he put he doesn't know what i yep okay do you want to do the honors for the first draw go ahead it's your podcast so this is the people's podcast correct okay we're idiots (laughs) that's all right (laughs) okay first topic (laughs) doug or eric (laughs) That's really what popped up. Doug or Eric? As far as? Hunting. Oh, when it comes to hunting? You go first. I picked the thing, so you have to go first. Uh, okay. Like for this upcoming season or overall? Overall in general. Hmm. It's vague, so we'll just go in general. I think it's tough to compare because Eric's been hunting substantially less yes. time, correct? Yes. I think you put him on an even playing field after... Eric, you know, if Eric was the same amount of time as Doug, we're not talking about that. We're talking about right, right now. now. Yeah, I think it's got to go Doug's way just because of experience. He has more experience. A lot yeah. longer. 
But Eric's going to come in. They're always betting against each other. Eric's going to come in with a haymaker one of these years. And I this think, could be the year. I think it's going to be this year. Could be. It could be. Um, I'm going one of these weekends here and going to help him do some stuff ooh, that him and I talked about. Cult influence, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's his uh, idea. He just wants some help with it. <laughs> okay. So I am I'm going to lean Doug if I got to put my money on it, but I just know there's always the puncher's luck. And it's going to happen one of these days. I think I think it's this year, and it's your boy Nine Lives is going to be hurting. Okay, I hope so. If he's still alive at 10 years old, <laughs> neither, however old he is. Neither Doug or Eric will listen to this episode, so it really didn't matter what <laughs> we were going to say about him. Sent in season. Okay. Sent in season. Do you use it? You got to go first. I, I drew. I don't use sent in season. And I what... Like, okay, let's talk scent in general. Actually, you know what? Maybe I do use scent in season. So when it comes to like estrus and stuff like that, scrapes, I don't refresh scrapes during season. Um, I'm not really, I didn't put up any mock scrapes during last season. Like what I already had up was up. Yeah, like during the um, season, you didn't add any. Now, I will say that I have dabbled with some nose jammer. Um, it's not an every hunt ritual for me. And I have dabbled in like the nose jammer deodorants and the nose jammer like soaps and shampoos. I like a little odor just to make me not smell like BO. And then uh, I have uh, tried like Evercalm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind that, but it's more like calming style or jamming, right? If you will, yep. style sense. It's never like attractant type sense. Yeah. It's like if they come across me, then they'll smell it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I don't know what that's called. Passive sense. Yeah. So I, the only time I use like attractant type sense is if I'm decoying. I'll oh, yeah. That decoy. makes sense. That's a good, I'll put, good point. Um, buck scent or like Evercalm on a buck decoy. And I do put the right time of year, I put doe estrus on a doe. Yeah. That makes sense. <clears throat> um, and every set, I use nose jammer and Evercalm. Really? Every set. Every single yep. set. So are you spraying the aerosol every set? Yeah. So, like, I get the Evercomb stick, and I rub it on the tree, and then, I mean, I they kind of counteract each other, I think. But I put it on the tree, and then I put um, nose jammer and spray it all over the tree and stuff hmm. like you're supposed to. It's whatever makes you feel good about your sit. And I will say, you know, a lot of people think that stuff is, you know, there's a lot of varying opinions, but for me. It's cheating. I get deer down. <laughs> I get deer downwind. <laughs> I don't believe that. And they, they pick their nose up. But I seldom get blown at or snorted at or anything hmm. like that since I started doing that. Okay. I'll have Personally. to look into that. Am yeah. I getting thunderstorm notifications? Oh, I'm okay with those thunderstorm <laughs> yeah. notifications right now. Yeah, we're, right. we're in some hurting. Well, it seems like about the whole nation's hurting for water right now. It's bad. Hey, that, come on. That was a pretty good topic, huh? That was, yes. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Saddles. Oh, (laughs) I've never used one. Never have. So I don't really have a lot of opinion. Um, Where I hunt, I don't. I don't hang and hang and hunt a lot. So what are you looking at me like that for? It's checking. I I don't hang and hunt a lot. Uh, Most of mine are stationary stands. If I had bigger properties, why stop looking at me like that? (laughs) If I had bigger properties that, like, you know, I needed thirty freaking tree stands on and couldn't afford quote unquote afford i mean i could but that's a lot of damn money and my my wife might not be happy right right i would probably get into one 
but just where I'm at, I mean, I, I have properties that there's like one or maybe two stand locations. Mm-hmm. Um, and hmm. I keep, I do keep a hang and hunt stand ready just, just to in go. case. Interesting. I like them. <laughs> I, I don't like them all the time. And I don't think it's the right tool all the time, but I think, uh, don't count it out. No, I agree. I agree hundred percent. I've just never, never bought one. So I don't have much uh, opinion. Oh, you don't got to be such a hater about it, dude. I'm, I wasn't being a hater. I just said I've never done it. I'll let the people decide. You know, it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> what do you think about podcasts? You're up first. Oh, yeah. I drew. I like them. I like podcasts. Oh, come on. Get into it. Um, Come on. There's a lot of podcasts in the game nowadays. There's some good ones, and then there's some ones that you're just kind of wondering what the objectives objective is um but i think there's a lot of good podcasts out there with a lot of uh good missions and fun conversations it doesn't have to be like tips and tactics i think people need to learn conversating um productively and not always coming from a spot of like we're going to teach you yeah um Aaron Blisey from the fall does a really good job. Matt and Tim from hundred percent wild podcast do a really good job. There's a lot of podcasts that do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some that are, uh, I just think guys like to hear themselves talk, which some people probably say that about us, but uh, yeah, but in general, I think the, the trend of positivity of guys who are doing things the right way or in an entertaining way is on the upward scale. Yep. There's some blips of negativity in there, but yeah, I, so I've been on and off with you, on the podcast for mm, like just over a year now, basically. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening for like two and a half years. And for me, it started when, you know, cause I drive a lot and I got so tired of listening to music. Um, I wanted something else. And I, I don't, I don't listen to anything outside of hunting podcasts. I yeah. don't listen to anything um, other, but. So that makes up the majority of my podcast listening very seldom. Um, cause I don't feel like I need to. Yeah. In in a way of like, I don't want it to affect what I'm doing. Right. Like I've said a hundred times. Yeah, but. absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I think it's diversifying. I mean, for from your standpoint, example, you know, what do you got now for? Oh, like with, oh, yeah, the, yeah, different diverse, types, you know, diversified in the right ways. Like, they're all kind of like there's podcasts falling in the pockets where they need to be. Like, it's making sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like agree. Cam Haynes has a podcast now. I just saw Derek Wolf has a podcast, and they're like, it's their own niche that like applies to where it's needed to where they fit in the space. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Well, just like CC hunt files, Victor drive tackling tacos. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like being on them. They're fun. I mean, it's positive trends. You be it. We mean you BS over the phone, so we might as well record it. Right. Well, that's right. Yeah. We'd have a lot more content done. All right, here we go. Next one. Next one. Ooh, this one. Oh, that's mine for sure. Food plot. Timing. Timing. What does that mean? All right. So I was having a conversation with um, my cousin, who's like my best friend the other day. Mm-hmm. We were talking about fall food plots and like, you know, we always put them in middle of August. Yeah. But it seems like every year, which this year it might, we might not ever get rain, even though it's raining outside right now. But it seems like we always put them in that middle of August time frame, you know, second or third week, and it never rains on them. So we were talking about, would it make sense to maybe plant them in mid to late july mm. i know that's not quote i mean it's in the time frame but that's not when people say to plant them you know because you'll have a little bit yeah, bigger bulbs yeah. and i like smaller bulbs i 
brassica type mixes mm -hmm. you know so does it make sense to try you know if you know a rain's coming in the middle of july have your stuff ready and plan them early i or, like that conversation because i was just kind of thinking about this i'm like i'm beginning of august yeah yeah you're always like ah, there's no rain and it's like crucial it's coming into your season and you planned your spots and some stands and some trail cam activity and like mock scrapes and all that and where your plots are going to be mm -hmm. so yeah, it's crucial like you can you roll the dice on something that may not happen yeah and, and a I, lot of work and hours and think and thought process and all that. So yeah. So good my, point. my cousin Kevin and I's conversation came down to that's kind of going to be our mentality this year. We're going to have everything sprayed, dist and ready mid July. And if there's a chance that you know where you're going to get an inch of rain in middle of July, we're going to plant them. And if it doesn't come till the end of August, we're going to plant them. We're just going to mm. have everything prepped and ready. And you know you'll have a little bit of weed pressure. You know if you get them dist and whatnot. Yeah. And it sits there, but that's that's I've already be... sprayed my plot where it's gonna go for fall so it's i mean it's dead yeah it's waiting I'm, I'm putting in three more this year that i've never put in before and it's gonna be a lot of work <laughs> yeah I, I i that's a good point i'm with you on that i'll agree i'll agree with you on that oh is it my turn mine good topics good topics friendly topics so far there's a sp some spicy ones in there Browser G2s. Come on. Like, which one do I prefer? Mm -hmm. mm, yes. No. <laughs> Would you have? All right. What, so this changes. So are you saying the, would I rather have 12-inch brows or 12-inch G2s? Is that, that changes that the, you're getting at? That changes the conversation. So let's talk about that. Would you rather have a buck with... Would you rather have a buck with 12-inch brow tines and 2-inch G2s or 2-inch brow tines and 12-inch G2s? I mean, from a score standpoint, it doesn't change anything. But what but do look you wise, want? I would rather have 2-inch brows and 12-inch 2s. Agreed, because, yeah, it would look really weird having 12-inch brows and 2-inch 2s. <laughs> but I do, I'm a sucker for, like, big, long, gnarly brow tines. I want to kill a buck that's brow tines are parallel with its 2s. Mm-hmm. I've had a few over the years on camera, but I haven't caught up with them that, you know, it's brows went clear to the top of it. You know, it was only like eight or nine inch G2s, but you throw a, I mean, they were like yeah. 14 inch brows. You yeah. Know, let's never do caught it. up with them. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Let's ah! do it. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm going to go for the sake of this brows just cause it's yeah. less common. I like big brows are cool, man. They are cool. You gotta love them, dude. We're burning through these boys. We gotta slow her down. We just need to talk more, I guess. <laughs> Oh, this is a Lee one. I can feel it because the paper's long. You cut yours like a D. <laughs> um, oh, no, this is one of mine. I am a D. Mm, um, yeah, okay. And I, I can do. barely read my own handwriting. <laughs> Same. Uh, range finding sights mm. on your bow. Oh, I've never used them, but it's not that hard to go like this. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a... Uh, the controversial side of me wants to be like blasphemy. That's cheating. Yeah. But uh, really, what is the difference? Maybe there is a big difference. Maybe there's a big difference in being at full draw and the process of like your shot and what you pre-ranged and having to let down and range and draw, or you just draw. It don't matter where the deer is because your sight's going to range them anyway. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. From a hectic in the moment standpoint, it's like it takes. I don't want to say some of the fun out of it. It takes like six steps of the process. Absolutely. Out of it. You know, and your likelihood of getting busted at it, with a range finding site in those instances 
I think are a lot higher or a lot less less is what I meant. Cause you know, when you're at full draw with just a range finder and he chases a doe, you got to let down, grab your range finder, bring it up, click, mm -hmm. click. Okay. Let me ask you this. Does range finding sites lead people to take shots they normally wouldn't have taken? I don't think so. Okay. Let me get, let me play a scenario out and, uh, I'm making this scenario up. It's okay. something I thought of. That's what made me think of this. Okay, you got a buck. He's at 30 yards, and he's kind of moving away, and he's quartering away hard, but now he's at 55, and you know every step of the way because don't you just click? On, is it I, in your yeah, grip? I think so. It's in your it's on your grip, I think. Okay. I don't know that for so a fact. You I never just, let down, and you're constantly going, click, okay, click, okay, click, okay, click. Oh, he's 55 yards. You don't shoot at 55 yards much. Just because you have a clear shot, and you know the range right there, and you're already at full draw, how hard is it to let down? That is the hardest thing for a bow hunter to do is to let down and not take a shot, I will say. Yeah. Um, but from like a me standpoint. General and general standpoint. Yeah, well, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. Make some statements you'll regret, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also difficult because the general public does not have a range finding site. You know, well, in my world, they do. Oh, okay. Well, I personally do not think so. No, I think people are still going to take shots they're comfortable with even if they know the range at the time. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. You got more faith in humanity. Than me. <laughs> uh, I, you know, of course too, like I'm, I'm bringing some of the stuff up for, for great combo, but right. um, I bet you it for sure has caused people to take shots. I normally would have taken some time in the bow hunting since they've come out. Like, yeah, you're probably right for sure. There's 10 dudes who've, who've taken a shot. They normally wouldn't have taken. Yeah. See, but I think give me 10, you can say that about, range finders also you can because agreed my dad so growing up my dad never let me use a range finder because he was like i didn't have one and he said in those hectic moments you're gonna have to learn how to judge yardage so mm, you don't okay. need one but but what would change if a deer's at 55 getting ready to skirt you when you let down and rearrange by the time you get redrawn anchored settled all that i mean maybe maybe nothing but maybe there's enough time in there to where it does change it I don't know. I'm just bringing shit up for, yeah, no, sake for sure. of the conversation. Maybe there's no argument there. I don't know. But if we were just like, cool, range finding sites, I don't use them and moved on to the next topic. You're <laughs> a very boring podcast. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I it's it's nothing I will ever use, I don't think. So Okay. Noted. You heard it here first. Yeah. I just Lee hates range finding sites. <laughs> Take it to the papers. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the next I one. did. Scrapes don't work. Mock scrapes, is that what you mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Popular internet opinion. Popular internet opinion, Lee. <laughs> Do we got to pull up the proof? We got proof, baby. Let me read some comments. So last year, going about a year ago, we got we had to plan our mock scrape day. Um, let's uh, let me turn the volume down on this so we don't. Let's let's just read some comments. So. Lee's got a video uh, that we did of us doing mock scrapes. It's got, on, on the ticky tacky. Yeah, it's got 200 and like 4,000 views. Um, well, there's some good comments in here, actually. There are a lot of good comments, um, and I had a lot of good feedback from that. People like messaging me, telling me that they tried them for the first time and they helped them out and all that stuff. So, um, Mock scrapes in the summer? That's There's so much wrong here. <laughs> So one question. Do you hunt in those god-awful shoes? Because you have like new balances on. Yeah, which I did a couple times last year, actually. <laughs> um, there was one comment on there that 
they were like, oh, these won't work. They won't use these because I was touching them with my hands and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Weed whacker. Ha, ha, ha. That's cute. Also, touching the rope barehanded is a no-no. That juice isn't needed. Pee in it, and it'll take care of it. I promise. This is uh, Derek Solar. Let's go to his page. Let's have some fun here. Calling him out. He kills pheasants and finds deadheads. No uh, proof of, of mock scrapes or any of any real deer that he's killed. Proof's in the pudding. Uh, all wrong. Use the vine in the woods. Throw that rope and liquid shit away. The deer will naturally put their scent on it. Been running them for years. And your response was a thousand ways to skin a cat. Yeah, there is. Because I know people that use those the vines and that kind of stuff too. And we pro- talked about pro- it. And he that. said promoting products when it's unnecessary. Got it. What product was promoted in that video? <laughs> nothing <laughs> organic hemp rope from tractor supply yeah. <laughs> and mason jars and the, the sense that i use that which we kept brand neutral and that's why i put them in jars <laughs> yeah um there was one on there that was like deer won't use these they'll never work and i re- i replied with a video of i saw that. all of the all of the bucks that i had hitting these scrapes <laughs> this is a funny comment first deer hunter to get a sneaker deal strong campaign <laughs> uh okay. white new balances so and this is a good one. User 514527709061010 writes up. This is mind blowing how many people don't know that bucks use scrapes year round. And, uh, yeah, very true you, statement. Shout and not out only to bucks. you, user 514527709061010. Not only bucks, does and everything. I've had actually, and, and this, this summer I've noticed it a lot more than I have previously of continued use of scrapes and even new scrapes popping up i've seen on like some logging roads that i have pictures of a fawn in one this year mm-hmm. i think and you know i think maybe just curiosity or just and that's why that's why i hang my ropes where at the level i do is because i want fawns to be able to mess with them too yeah you know yeah, can't hurt interesting stuff i'll die on that one scrapes, I li- scrapes I like work they Fox do scrapes work. work i've seen the light the cult light you <laughs> get out of here give me that damn draw jar. out of that jar <laughs> give me that, it's a cup Whatever. <laughs> People are going to be like, why are, why are they doing this? <laughs> Coyote pick. Tell people what you're talking about. I'm talking about the picture that Kurt just got the other day with a coyote carrying a fawn's head in its mouth. Mm-hmm. Sad. Mm-hmm. Real sad. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer. Yeah. But it's also a really cool picture. It is a really cool picture. But my point of writing that one down was talking about like predator management and that kind of stuff. Well, like, I don't do a good enough job about it, to be 100% honest with you. N- no one does unless you're like Joe Hartley and you're out there with a dog, like luring them out and just mm-hmm. like smacking four dogs a day, you know, like, and I'm not, I'm trapping. There's effective ways to do it. I don't do my part enough. I'll admit it. Yeah. I'm the same way. And actually for me, like I've got a couple buddies who are pretty big into it and like have thermals and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, Hey, look, you know, cause I get, there's a couple properties that I get coyote pictures like crazy on. Yeah. And they were like, why don't you try to line up a couple properties to go coyote hunt and we'll come up for a weekend and we'll kill them, you know, mm-hmm. kill as many as we can. And I was like, Oh, psh, that'll be no problem. Yeah. Getting a farmer to let me go shoot coyotes on his farm. I asked so many people and all of them were like, nope, sorry. Somebody else already coyote hunts it. Or this is the one that blows my freaking mind. I had three different people tell me no because somebody leases it to shoot coyotes on. Joe Hartley does. He leases ground to coyote. And I'm like, that's just mind blowing to me. It's pretty crazy. You think there'd be a lot less coyotes if people are leasing ground And there's, ground a, there's like, 
there's some big, big coyote tournaments in Iowa, and the guys that lease those properties, they lease them so other people don't go on those properties and kill them. Oh, and they hunt them like one or two weekends a year mm. to kill as many coyotes as possible. Interesting. How much does a coyote lease cost? I didn't even ask. I didn't want to ask because I probably would puke. Well, I think there were some questions in there that are like, or comments on that post, like, uh, you know, everyone's like, hunter management. Like, I don't know, kind of like, Somehow someone found negative to comment on hunters in that post. I was like, the internet never fails. Like, it's yeah. just worthless sometimes. Um, but you know what? It's reality. It happens. No matter how many you shoot, a coyote's going to eat a fawn if given the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. So, and if I would have never got that picture, it's never thought about it in my brain. Yeah, I know it's probably happening, but that's just kind of like, ah, dang. Yeah. You know? This is one thing that just popped in my head talking about this and this is a very weird change here and i mean really not relevant to the conversation but okay. <laughs> have you ever gotten pictures of river otters where they shouldn't be no <laughs> no I, I have not but i was sitting over a creek uh about five six years ago a, a creek and i had like six river otters swim through the creek right underneath me and it blew my mind i've got one property that i can hunt it is two miles from a creek and it's like two and a half miles to the nearest pond. Nowhere else around. And every single year I get pictures of otters on that farm. Weird. Do you ever get pictures of fishers? Mm, they're just like a smaller otter, right? Isn't I, that what a fisher is? I think. I don't know. There's one by... Well, it was one by my house I saw from the county road. No, I'd always... It's always otters and there's two or three of them in the picture. And I get them and then I get them like two weeks later going back the other way. So hmm. I wonder if they're just going to that pond to eat and... I. I don't know, but I think it's crazy they're traveling that far. I mean, there is no water within that five-mile distance or four-and-a-half-mile distance. Hmm. And I, every single year, I get pictures of otters. You ever seen a mountain lion in, in the Midwest? Uh, I've seen mountain lion tracks. I've never seen one, like actually seen one in person, though. I believe they're here, but, man, that's always the hype. It's my draw. It's your draw. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen tracks of mountain lions, um, and they've been killed around where um well actually i have permission on a piece to coyote hunt last year um back by a mana not mm -hmm. in a mana but um cold ground yeah yeah mm -hmm. and somebody killed a mountain lion on it there while they really? were coyote hunting yeah came into the call and well that's cool yeah yeah it would have been a lot cooler if it was me poachers in the industry hot topic uh um, with it poachers in the industry i think when i wrote that down i kind of meant like there's known people making unethical decisions, but still uh, have a following. You have a following or just are able to continue business as normal. But it's like you never see. Here, here's where it would Here's where it all changes for me. You never see them um, own to their actions. And then because then I can kind of be like, yeah, you messed up. You kind of you admitted it. You owned it. Like, all right, I can I can I can yeah. continue with you now. Yeah. Like. Now that happens again, it's like, wow, okay, what are you doing? But yeah. like, it's always some gray, weird skirt, the situation. No one ever really like comes up and be like, yeah, I messed up. Yeah. Or they just disappear. It's, it's always something like that. It's always like the speeding ticket thing or like whatever. Yeah. Um, and I get it, man. Sometimes you get caught and it looks like something that's not and all that. That's possible. But you never seen anyone like we'll go, uh, Mister Central Illinois that got caught shooting two bucks in another mm -hmm. state, and it's on film. Like there's no doubt whether it happened or didn't happen. It happened. The all the internet saw it, mm -hmm. 
And but I, th- I feel like if you were to ask me, like, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> um, where where it would change for me if he's like, yeah, dude, I'm. I don't know what I was thinking. Got caught in the moment. Got caught in the Made moment. Made a stupid choice. Like I can forgive you more for that than you uh, lean in the other direction. Yeah, or trying to hide it, bury it. Yeah. Well, I think it was. Um, there was a high profile named person that tagged a deer wrong. Yeah. In that situation, and yeah. it was just like, hey, I messed up. This happened. She happened. Clean about it. And it was like never went anywhere. Yeah. No. I mean, I think they paid a fine, but. Yeah, it's you okay. know a findable offense, but I think that's about all that happened from it. And yeah, like some of that stuff, man, because you you don't always like mistakes happen. You don't always know every regulation from year to year the change. You can read that book front to back, oh, yeah, and then you're sure. always going to miss something, just like anything else. But a lot of it is like, I think it could happen anytime to any of us. Like, oh hey, did you know that you're supposed to have? I mean, I'm making stuff up, but this is like some of the stuff is really not far off from this. Yeah, you, you know, you had a bright, you had a blaze orange hat and a vest during bow season because this firearms o- season's open also. But you're supposed to wear a blaze orange face mask too. Yeah, and you don't have a blaze orange face mask. Two hundred dollar fine. Right. That could get framed to be like Lee Herb, uh, member of Colt, doesn't wear blaze orange face. Uh, it could make yeah. it look like you like full blown didn't buy a tag somehow in, in, a, in yeah. a headline. When in reality, you're just like, oh. I've, kind of looked over that yeah. change let me just pay my fine and i'll be i'll admit it one thing down that alley that i see a lot is in in iowa you need 144 square inches on your front and your back that's the minimum regulation so it's a 12 inch square oh that's what it is and it okay. cannot be interrupted so no camo it has to be perfectly blaze orange well like during shotgun season the number of people i see that have like camoed orange which technically that breaks the law but it's but what if they have three square fo- what if they're wearing the full blown blaze orange jumpsuit but it's camo i don't know i guess <laughs> see and that's one of those things it's like um <clears throat> this is like a very weird box to jump on but the regulations are so confusing they are so confusing they're designed the to set you up yeah there's so many thi- i mean the- well i don't know you can buy all your stuff and not buy a habitat stamp right and it's like it's optional. Yeah, we have to have it. Make me buy it if I need it. Yeah, I agree. And like the, the you know the big ones, like only shoot one deer per tag, and don't shoot after dark. Don't you know, that stuff is obvious. And I don't really think they're out to get you, but it's just like some of those wordings are just like man, I don't know. they're almost worded vague so they can write more fines. Yeah, I don't know that I agree with that, but I think they're worded vaguely. <laughs> to capture more things, if that makes sense, like to include things. That's what I'm saying. And that's why you become friends with your DNR officer. So you can call them and say, Hey, (laughs) yeah, what's going on? Like, Like, explain this to me, you know? Cause yeah, yeah, I just would prefer not to get in trouble. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah. Sticky. Is it my turn? Yes. (sighs) Jingle jangle. We need a, a, a jingle for that. Don't sing that too long. You'd be copyrighted. <laughs> Doe beds. Uh. <laughs> That's a boring one. Yeah. I mean, I do think that... <clears throat> I do think that there are places that does will bed that bucks will not, especially mature bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, more out in the open, stupid spots. 
but we talked about this one time on a podcast you and me before there's no thing that says this is a buck bed this is only where bucks bed if you come across a bed it could be a doe bed that just it's, has moved around and it's made too the hard bigger. a label on general statements yep that's the issue with it and it gets driven into the ground yeah the buck it, beds yeah the does bed well what it is a it's a doe bedding area i hear that one all the time it's <laughs> guys and we're all guilty of this somewhere well, let's just let's admit some stuff. Here. Oh yeah, I well, I call places doe bedding areas all the time. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but th- let me make this point: podcasters, TV show hosts, writers, experts in the outdoor space. In hindsight, after the deer is dead, then they can concrete. This is where he was bedded. That's where his doe was bedded. That like you can make those concrete statements. And it may or may not be true. Yeah, you and you probably sure. don't know 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you can have an idea, but you do not know. And I do it. I mean, well, when I was on the fall, I said where Junk Brow was bedded the night that I killed him, he could see me walking in. I know where 90% of the deer bed on that farm that he came off of onto mine, but I don't know that that's where he was bedded. But it's also just kind of way you know? people talk, though, too. Yeah, oh, for sure. You know, so it's like we're not really... Another one of those instances, we don't really fully believe this debate because it doesn't apply across all fields. Mm-hmm. Um, some people hold everything too literal. Yes. It's fun, though. We make mistakes. Some things we say we don't mean to say, even <laughs> yeah. though we, we, we're we not perfect. We barely graduated high school. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> okay. You, you know what it is, You can too. do a give back. You know what it is. Maybe. <laughs> it says cult. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. You don't want to talk about it? Redraw. You talking about the ground? Is that what you mean? No, like, I just, just I, I put that in there. You're just being it. being a turd. Okay, you only get one redraw. All right. Well, that's it. Oh, no Sunday hunting. Are you talking like PA? Mm-hmm. That's about. Is that the only state that you can not hunt on Sundays? I'm I don't sure know. there's some other East Coast states that are the same, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure it like comes from a religious background type of thing, and that's why it's a thing. I don't know that. I would assume fact, that's where but, it stems from. Um, hunt on I'm, I'm against it. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's where I would get fined. <laughs> that's one thing that's like... Kurt Geyer hunts Sundays. <laughs> that's the headline. I'm like, hunt Sundays and shoot 62 bucks in one sit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dang. Now, so, I, and you read that's it, one of those things. I didn't like, have a blaze orange face mask on. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of those things I'm like... What's it matter? You know, you're robbing working class people from days ago hunting. Exactly. Because, you know, most people, unless they take vacation for deer hunting, they're going to hunt Saturday and Sunday and that's it. Let me ask you this. Or maybe a Friday afternoon. But what percentage of hunters do you think would disagree with our thought on Sunday hunting? Disagree with us? None. Yeah, I would think so. Honestly, like there's 1% of like maybe some what's that? I don't know when I get into religious stuff, but like Latter-day Saints, is that the one where you can't do anything on Sundays? I don't remember. I know there's some religions out there that you can't. I don't know what you guys do over there in (laughs) central Iowa, but I just know I'd like to go hunting on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's bogus. I mean, there's no reason for it, in my opinion. You don't need to swear. Bogus? We're talking about Lord and Savior. (laughs) Goodness. The devil's slang (laughs) on me. Coming coming from Kurt Geyer. (laughs) What does that mean? You cuss a lot, Kurt. No, I don't. <laughs> don't we all, though? Everybody does. That's just how people talk. Everybody me. does. You work a blue-collar job once. Okay, here's the topic. Ooh. Do we want to talk about this one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. 
No. <laughs> Am I doing a give back? <laughs> That's up to you. I wouldn't even tune into the next WCB episode where we cover the two forbidden, two forbidden topics. <laughs> and why do you even write that one down? Spice things up a bit if we needed it. Oh, oh man. Yeah, uh, we'll leave that one alone. Okay, for now. For now. Watch another WCB episode. It'll be on there oh. at some point. Iowa or Illinois? Mm. Being an Iowa resident, <laughs> so I think the way things are set up currently, honestly, I think they're pretty even across the board with how they're set up right now. Yeah. Um, I do think, and this may be people will, might disagree with this or might agree with it, but I think Iowa has decreased in quality in the last five years. Why, why do you think that is? I think the people like the pressure to come hunt Iowa and more people wanting to come hunt Iowa, I think has decreased the pressure. Kind of like Pike uh, County syndrome. For yeah, everyone. I think so. Honestly, not decreased pressure, but decreased the the quality of the hunting in Iowa. B, do you think it's like big buck quality? I do think so. Yes. Um, well, and it, I, it depends on in the state where you're at. There's areas of the state where like, generally speaking, just, just we're, <clears throat> we're talking in general. Like, so here, here's what I would think. And this is what I think killed over hunting, killed Pike County, but we yep. can get non-resident buck tag every yep, year yep. in Illinois. And I think uh, you get people from other areas that go to Pike County and shoot deer, uh, the ground shrinkage kind of theory. They mm-hmm. think the deer are bigger than what they are because they're not used to seeing the next scaled up deer. So a lot of 130s, 140s got shot from people who don't always see 130, 140s. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Iowa is transition because you, you, you like really hardly can get permission in Illinois, right? It's tough. I mean, it, you about got to lease ground if you want a place to hunt. Anybody if it's not can claim home. a piece or lease a piece or buy a piece. And it's you know. it's getting that way in Iowa. You know, we've talked about gaining permission and that kind of stuff. But it's I mean, Austin Chandler's out. fault. <laughs> what? He's buying all the ground. And yeah, I buying it all. His new farm is dope, by the way. I haven't been out there. It's I need to go out there and go fishing. And um, yeah, it's wonderful. But I think it, it's it's getting that way, and I think it's made it can it harder for access. And I mean, we've talked about this stuff, but I think. You know, we've got the feud on the podcast of like the Iowa guys versus it's the fun. Illinois guys, and it's fun. But honestly, both right, have really good deer. Right now, what mood are you in? Like, if you were like, okay, I want to kill one fifty-inch buck, and my best odds, where I'm bringing to put the eggs in my basket. What state are you going to? I would probably choose Iowa, just because it's where I'm from. But that being said, I, I would go to Iowa. I will be hunting Illinois this fall. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Illinois is. There's really not a lot of big deer here anymore, anywhere, and it's a it's becoming an issue. So don't waste your time coming to just Illinois. Don't even come Honestly, here. both states are just Indiana going down the tube. Is a third of the price, and you can get buck tags there every year. And go to Ohio, you can put corn out. You can bait. You go Perfect. corn in for deer for like 150 bucks <laughs> and kill a buck every year. Now, nah, but corning. We have the argument all the time, but it's fun. Both both states are really really incredible. I think you could make changes to both states to make them better. Yeah. Um, it was an auxiliary thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. For Absolutely. Number one. I don't know what that WT. Number one whitetail guy. Oh, hmm. What podcast are we on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's tough to narrow down a number one. I do think, <clears throat> I think if you're a deer on one of Mark Drew's farms that he once killed, you're in trouble. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. I think I got a few. I got a top two. My top two 
are Mark and Lee Lukoski. I would say that's resonating with me as well. It changes, right? Mm-hmm. But like, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's hard to argue. Like, no one can really argue that. I do. They are both on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. You know, of knowing deer, knowing how they move. It's and, it's scientific. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it is. Mm-hmm. And I do. Th- I mean, watching them and listening to them, and you know, watching um, Dream Season or no, what's the but, but, uh, Deer Season know, on YouTube? Like yeah, learning yeah. stuff from deer him. Cast, yeah, it's driven me to be a much better methodical hunter. Learning from them. But you, but you know, I'll throw in the mix to just make things interesting here. Jared Scheffler. See, I know Jared. I, I don't watch a lot of their stuff. I never really have, to be so, honest with you. I know Jared, he's killed a lot of really big stuff and does it unorthodox. Jared's is different, though. Like, Jared's not, you know, biology, scientific. Like, um, he's just a, a go-getter and a mm-hmm. killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he has... Now, the way Jared hunts would probably not work on Mark's properties or Lee's Jared properties. hunts a lot of public, doesn't he? exclusively okay yeah well and, that, and what they call now um uncuffed so if you can yeah. get permission yeah. on the oh, fly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you yep. can go um but dude if there's a deer in a spot and he can get in there there's a good chance he's gonna get close enough to get a shot yeah and i think there's there's so many different types of big deer killers too i think as far as like methodical wise it's it's one of those two it's lee or mark yeah must yeah. be the name i don't i'm just kidding <laughs> That was a joke, people. Relax. <laughs> self-serving there. It's about time to get going. Right. Just kidding. I know. No, that's a fun conversation. It could never be answered. No. It's like saying who's the goat in fighting. No, I'm a big fight fan. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, is George St. Pierre? Is it John, John Jones? Okay. I like GSP. He's who I watched when I was growing up. Okay, we're going to end on this one because we're about perfect lunch break length. Your favorite deer cast tool right now. It changes, I know. At this moment? Yeah. Rain gauge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. Good point. Good At this point. moment, rain gauge, because I've got, I put like a big um, grain plot in. I put it in last year, I'm but this check year. I'm going to check rain gauge right now. <laughs> so if you don't know what rain gauge is, you can go to rain station. Or you yeah, you hit rain is. station on DeerCast, and you can put that wherever. So put it in your food plot, and you can set a date, and you can look up historical data, um, so let's just see what I got going on right now. It's got previous 24 hours of rain, future 72 hours predicted. Got a uh, 0.48 inches of rain the last 24 hours. Uh, current hour, 0.04 inches. Next 72 hours, an, almost uh, an inch and a half. Uh, start date, I put this on June 12th, and we have gotten today. Point I'm going to pull mine up. Inches. Okay. And I. That's the best I've seen my rain gauge look um well since june obviously beginning of june but i got this other one on here too What's, when did I put and that? i've had my parents with how spotty it's been this year it's been kind of tough but my parents i've got a range gauge rain gauge not far from a rain station sorry not far from my parents house and i've got one set on my house and they're normally within like two to two to five hundredths oh really compared to like an actual rain gauge oh yeah and i think this goes off i don't know but i think it goes off of like local weather stations as well as like radar predictions yep, it to does. predict it it does and it's damn accurate so i got one that's been in for about a year um 
July 18th to current day. We're just here at the beginning of July. Historical 29.10 inches in a year. I don't know if that's a lot or not. I'd say it's probably pretty normal, pretty average. Rain gauge, rain station takes the... Right now, the cake right now, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say that and waypoints, just general waypoints, marking where your cameras are, um, potential stand locations, do stand locations. So, yeah, so mine on my grain plot right now, last 24 hours, eight hundredths current hour because the storm is just approaching there, mm-hmm. 0.41, and next 72 hours, 1.15. One year historical data, oh, data, data, <laughs> that their data. Rain! <laughs> Yay! This kind of sounds like rain. It does. Perfect. Uh, historical for this spot from July 7th last year till today is 27.6. Oh, so I got a little bit more. So yeah, okay. Yeah, Illinois is better. We get it, Kurt. <sighs> we got more rain here. More water. <laughs> All right. This was fun, actually. Yeah, I like doing this stuff. It's fun. Just That's a fun way to mix it pollen. up. You know, and, and what we're going to do from the past is... Uh, or from the past what we need to start doing in the future is doing these and let people decide then we'll cut them up and throw them in there it's kind of a fun thing to do it mm-hmm. we'll have to get a, a notorious like fish bowl and we'll throw them all in there we'll just make it accumulation you need to do this one again because there's some good ones in here still you like them you want to do <laughs> yeah. one more no. i don't care no nah, let it good. lie we're let a good, it lie. Good, po- good stopping point plus i'm getting hungry where can people find you lee um working class bow hunter it seems like okay. a lot of the time yeah, you're just here <laughs> you're here all the time we can't get rid of you not officially but yeah here i am you're around this is a good, good spot to have you and i want that hat i don't have one of those hats you don't have one of these i have a black one but i didn't they didn't have camo i want the red logo i got this one from mark himself did he sign it no <laughs> didn't count. i helped him out last year i had a dealer that had some extra beans and they had some beans that didn't grow and he sent me a nice he's hat. in the middle i wonder if he's getting rain uh yeah that about the whole northern half of missouri and southern half of iowa is getting rain right to get now. a hold of perry and see how they're doing see how the how the everything's looking well cool man it's a ton of fun thank you everybody tuning in watching and listening uh get on your rain station on deercast how much rain have you gotten compared to lee are you better than us <laughs> i don't know you know what to do go shoot a giant we love you peace <laughs>